Hello, and welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Thursday, September 7th, 2023. Today's poem is by Elizabeth Barrett Browning, and it's called Sonnet 44, or uh, sometimes known by its first line, Beloved, thou hast brought me many flowers. I'll read the poem once, offer a few comments, and then read it a second time. This is Sonnet 44 from Sonnets from the Portuguese. Beloved, thou hast brought me many flowers plucked in the garden all the summer through and winter, and it seemed as if they grow in this close room, nor miss the sun and showers. So in the like name of that love of ours, Take back these thoughts which here unfolded too, and which on warm and cold days I withdrew from my heart's ground. Indeed, these beds and bowers be overgrown with bitter weeds and rue, and wait thy weeding. Yet here's eglantine, here's ivy. Take them, as I used to do thy flowers, and keep them where they shall not pine. Instruct thine eyes to keep their colors true, and tell thy soul Their roots are left in mine. This is the 44th and final sonnet from uh, Elizabeth Barrett Browning's collection, Sonnets from the Portuguese, uh, which are a collection of love poems, uh, primarily or in some form or other, uh, that she wrote uh, as a gift to her husband, uh, also a famous poet, Robert Browning. They were... Uh, then published in 1850, and since then have often been acclaimed as um, the greatest the greatest example of poetic writing by a woman in the English language. And uh, gender aside, have been um, compared to Shakespeare's own sonnets uh, in discussions of their greatness. This final one offers a kind of summation of the themes of the other poems. Uh, And it is just a genuinely lovely love poem. She has been ruminating on her love for her husband and her husband's love for her uh, in this collection of poems. And uh, here she sort of uh, sums up in a metaphor the, the process of writing and being inspired to write love poetry. So it opens with uh, a literal description of her husband's habit of bringing her flowers. And she remarks, the flowers even in winter seem as if they've been grown uh, in a a warm and uh, nurturing environment, the very room that they, uh, that they sometimes share together. Uh, so even even in cold months, he finds ways to bring her flowers that are that are fresh and new and in bloom, and she would like to do the same, and she does so in a metaphorical way, uh, because his outward uh, his outward act or literal act of bringing her flowers uh, is indicative of perhaps all of the other outward shows of love he makes to her, and these. Uh, literal and outward physical acts of love have inspired uh, love within her. The actual flowers have given way to 
the figurative flowers. Take back these thoughts, which here unfolded too. You've been growing flowers for me, and I've got some things that are some buds and blossoms that are opening for you too. And which on warm and cold days, I withdrew from my heart's ground. So we have this lovely image of her own heart as this soil uh, that her husband has planted seeds in. His acts of love have uh, have put into the soil of her heart uh, these own thoughts that are now uh, growing up within her to be offered back in turn. And that's a lovely picture of uh, uh, <laughs> a healthy marital relationship uh, where there is a kind of reciprocal love that is always uh, feeding on itself and uh, uh, encouraging and nurturing itself through this continual um, give and take or give and give and give again. Uh, and a process or an economy in which the resources are never exhausted, uh, that you don't run out of love by giving love, but in fact, multiply love by giving love. She turns though, and this is the classic place for a sonnet to turn right um, between the, the octet or the first eight lines and the last six. And she notices that there are also imperfections in her. Indeed, those beds and bowers be overgrown with bitter weeds and rue. So there are flowers, but there are other things too. The garden needs weeding. And she says that it waits for thy weeding. Uh, she tells her husband uh, that there are parts of her that she wishes for him to cultivate, uh, that they acting upon each other uh, might improve one another. But digging through the, the weeds, she finds, ah, eglantine. Ah, here's ivy. And these are both uh, vines, climbing flowers that are uh, traditionally symbolic of constancy, of perpetuity, of love and devotion uh, that is lasting. They're not always as showy as maybe a a rose bush or a daisy or a daffodil, um, but they, although eglantines are, can be quite beautiful. And the more common name is sweetbriar, but they are enduring. Take them, she says, as I used to do, take these, uh, take my enduring love and devotion and uh, transplant it into the soil of your own heart. You've given me flowers they have given way to the growth of new flowers, and now uh, I want those flowers to be uh, dug out of my own heart, not in a in a violent metaphorical way, <laughs> uh, but in a poetic manner, and and placed in your own. Instruct thine eyes to keep their colors true, and tell thy soul their roots are left in mine. Also conventional in this sonnet form. This is an Italian or Petrarchan sonnet. The last six lines are meant to include three rhyming sounds. Uh, this sextet or group of six lines only contains two, uh, which I imagine Browning has done uh, to further emphasize this idea of 
the continual growth in unity and oneness, the bond that exists uh, and and is continually nurtured between these two people, uh, their hearts, their souls are rhyming. There are not three uh, rhymes here because there are two hearts and they are in in sync with one another. So there are two sounds, rue, do, true, eglantine, pine, mine, that recur here, uh, alternating like the, like the beat of two hearts. If this is uh, one of your first introductions to Elizabeth Barrett Browning or to this collection of sonnets, uh, I cannot commend them enough to you, and I urge you to go uh, seek them out right now. You'll find some familiar poems or at least some familiar lines. Uh, sonnet 43 is perhaps her most famous, How Do I Love Thee? Let Me Count the Ways. Uh, but um, there are, well, all 44 of them are Gems, some hidden, some less so. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Here's the poem one more time. Sonnet 44, or Beloved, Thou Hast Brought Me Many Flowers. Beloved, thou hast brought me many flowers plucked in the garden, all the summer through and winter, and it seemed as if they grew in this close room, nor missed the sun and showers. So in the like name of that love of ours, Take back these thoughts which here unfolded too, and which on warm and cold days I withdrew from my heart's ground. Indeed, those beds and bowers be overgrown with bitter weeds and rue and wait thy weeding. Yet here's eglantine, here's ivy. Take them, as I used to do thy flowers, and keep them where they shall not pine. Instruct thine eyes to keep their colors true, and tell thy soul their roots are left in mine. This has been The Daily Poem. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm Sean Johnson. Until next time, happy reading.